Welcome back to the S3 Magazine podcast, guys. Today we're talking about muscle, kind of. Uh, E-muscle. Two days in a row now. Dodge is in the news. Uh, Yesterday it was all about how they're basically going to kill off and finalize the Chargers and Challengers, the gas-powered versions. And today it's all E-muscle. Muscle. I don't know, man. The car looks sexy. If you guys haven't seen it yet, this is basically the car that... It's a concept car that Dodge has introduced today. It is the Dodge Charger Daytona SRT concept car, which is a mouthful all in itself. Uh, But the car looks pretty cool. It's pretty sexy. It's got nice lines. It's definitely reminiscent of the car that it's replacing. Um, I was not a fan of the piped in fake exhaust noise. It was kind of sounded like a cougar, not in like a cool, sexy way, like a like a rabid cat. (laughs) rabid mountain lion anyway um well you've done your homework a little bit better than me on this tell me a little about the car um yeah all right uh let's start uh by saying that dodge is trying you know like okay so there's that there there's we're 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 speak in the same language we want the same things from cars um you know their little slogan is kind of what did they say performance made us do it that ain't true it's um mandates and regulations that made you do it i'm sure you had no problem selling copious amounts of v8 you know hemis and and challengers and chargers um but the fact is they have to do something um, they have to because whether we like it or not, it, it, we're going we're going EV like for better or worse, for richer or for poorer, for success or failure. At this point, everybody seems to be full speed ahead towards this EV thing. Um, so you know, Dodge is now owned by Stellantis. If you guys don't know, that's a European car company um, with a lot of brands under them. So they 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 got to play ball. Um, so e-muscle is their way to try and, and make electric cars cool. Uh, we know that they have a tremendous uphill battle because people that are drawn to muscle cars and Mopars are not the same kinds of people that are drawn to electric cars. So they've got to try and bridge that gap. Um, like you said, like, I mean, beauty is on, in the eye of the beholder. The car is kind of kick-ass. It's, 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 it's menacing. It's devious. It's kind of sinister. It's got what do they call it? The G. Oh no, I'm sorry. The R wing. And guys, sorry if I stumble, but this news just came out, so we're kind of like learning as we're go as we're going here. But um, the R wing is like a front wing. Basically, it kind of is sucking air through the grill, and then there's a, a a wing kind of between the headlights, but it's at hood level. You can't see it from dead on if you're looking straight at it. But if you kind of scoot down, you see that the air goes through it and up kind of over the hood. It's supposed to create some extra downforce. It's pretty badass. I hope that that in some way makes it to production because that would be sick. Um, The car has got a blend of modern, you know, aesthetics, and it's got some some retro Mopar styling. It's kind of a little bit weird. Like I see, I see a Mopar with like an Audi S5 roof line. And I can't unsee it now. Um, 
from yeah you can it it looks what's the it, it's kind of looks more global more modern it does lose a little bit of the last generation's chunkiness um you know i almost see a little bit of that turdy squatty back end thing from like the three-quarter view that like an audi s7 would have you know how they're kind of pinched off that's like the new thing so it's got a little bit of that. You can tell it's very wind tunnel-y. You know what I mean? Um, but all in all, I ain't hating the design. Like, that's pretty cool. Um, let's see. Power-wise, they're saying what? I don't even know how they do this. 800 watts or kilowatts or gigawatts or whatever they call it. Basically, this, this concept is all-wheel drive, which remind me, can a muscle car be all-wheel drive? We're going to no. go ahead and say no. <laughs> like, like, no, you can't have a, a muscle car is supposed to be um, something that's squirrely and trying to kill you. And that's violent. And that, yeah, that, that wants to lose control. And all wheel drive is the essence of control. You, you stomp the pedal and you go. Um, so I don't like that. They say that this thing exceeds the performance of the Hellcat. But if it's all-wheel drive, that changes the whole dynamics. You can exceed the performance of a Hellcat in a lot of ways in a, with less power, you know what I mean, um, if you're using all-wheel drive. If it's all-wheel drive and it's electric, it's a guided missile, just like a freaking Tesla. It's an escape pod. It goes, <laughs> and it's gone, you know? Um, so I don't love the all-wheel drive. Um, what else do we have? Oh, the exhaust. You want to talk about the exhaust? The, the in quotes exhaust on a car that makes no exhaust? It's funny to me that they keep calling it exhaust. It, it, it's a speaker, guys. It's a speaker. It's like, what is it? Is it Princess Bride? You keep using that word. I do not think it means what you think it means. <laughs> yeah, yeah um, I, I get what they're trying to do. I mean, they're, they're introducing this as the e-muscle. And you and I were having this discussion earlier like, can an EV be a muscle car? And that's what Dodge is trying to feel out here. I feel like this car is 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 a half press release and half feeler car. Let's see how people actually feel about it. Because the people who want a muscle car, here's the thing. A lot of people think that a muscle car is just a car that is really fast in a straight line with a big body. And there's so much more to it than that. A muscle car tickles the senses in a certain way. It's loud, it's wide, it's grippy, it has a rumble to it, vibrations. It is a style, right? And I think that's what they're shooting for here. And for the most part, I think they they kind of hit the mark. I think that the exhaust, the piped-in speaker, was was a bit of a miss. I, I just I, I don't know if it was the the pitch of it. It was a little bit high pitched, or, or or what it was. It, it seems very um, poser. I, is the only word I can really come up with. It's very poser. Uh, it's trying to be something that it's not. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I'm not a fan well, of the speaker. Like, it's synthetic. It's not real. It's 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 acknowledging that that an exhaust, loud, a rumble, is what is cool in a car. It is. It do, It's you know. It doesn't make that rumble. But so they're just gonna fake it. You can't, you you guys are missing the boat. I know what they're trying to do. They're trying to make an electric car visceral, but you can't do it by faking the funk. If 
If an electric car does not make noise, the answer is not to pretend that it does. <laughs> like, that's not it. So yeah. this, this fake exhaust that it's got, it basically, it recreates the cadence of a Hemi uh, V8, um, and it uses all the little electronic sensors and whatever to measure RPMs and throttle input and all that, and it basically sends that to an amplifier, which is, in essence, then amplifies that through a real exhaust, I believe, through some sort of a tube, you know, um, but it's it's not an exhaust. By definition, <clears throat> an exhaust is an exhaust, and this is just, it, it's, a, it's a speaker. Um, I yeah. think that super lame i understand why they did it and it's like you said this is kind of this is a concept this is a little bit of like a all right guys let's figure this out together you know like um i, I just I, I get what they're going for and i admire the fact that they're going in the direction of performance but you you, you got to find another way you cannot you cannot fake this stuff and and then portray it as e-muscle yeah. Um, what's the other thing? The other thing I was really unclear on, and, and I'm unclear because they're being vague, and they're being vague because they don't want you to know the truth, right? So they're talking about their transmission in this thing. Um, they gave it a fancy, cool name, Erupt. Get it? E Erupt. And it's got this edgy sound. Um, they call it a multi-speed transmission with electromechanical shifting experience that's pure dodge. What, what are those words? Electro, uh, electromechanical means that something electronic manipulates something that's mechanical. But does it have a transmission? Does it have speed? They call it a multi-speed transmission, but have you ever heard somebody say that? No, they go, it's got an eight-speed transmission or it's got a six-speed transmission. They're using words that uh, are, are making little flags fly in my head. And what I think this could be is a manipulation of the power band to cut and then search. So I think that there's a, there's a potentially a fake paddle that fake cuts power and then fake surges it in. So you get the, you get the feeling of the muscle car. But again, if I'm right in that, it is a synthetic feeling that they're trying to, of what used to be a real thing. Um, and I don't, I wish I had a better way to say that. You know what I mean? It just irks me. It's like they, they know what performance, they know what people are drawn to in performance. And instead of doing it, they're admitting that it's dead, but then they're trying to fake the funk. And I just... They're trying to recreate something that's already there and amazing. But to, to play devil's advocate against your point here, I hope that you're wrong when it comes to that. I hope that this multi-speed erupt transmission is a real transmission that actually does somehow take the power from the battery, churn it through a transmission through different gears before it puts it to the wheels. I hope that's what they've done because then you will actually have a real feeling of changing gears. You won't have a clutch, it'll be paddle shifts, um, but the, the feeling of changing gears and being able to control the car a little bit more will be there. To give the driver some real control and not an illusion of control, a little video game button of control, um, would be super cool. They got something else that's kind of gimmicky, but I'll give it to them kind of cool. What did they call it? Like, 
uh, hang on, it was like a, a press to pass button, basically. It's like an extra boost button. I uh, yeah. Yeah, so basically, I forget what they call it. They gave it a fancy little name like they do, but. Like, um, like E-nitrous. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's a button on the steering wheel, <laughs> and you push the button, and you get a short burst of extra power. I mean, it's a gimmick. It's kind of fun, though. It, and see, that's what I'm saying. Like, that's kind of a fun way to find some new things in the electric world that could be engaging for drivers. Um, I don't think the answer is to try and fake sound when there's not sound. That would turn me off, you know, to the whole thing. It just, and there's a lot of good in this car and it can get ruined by just a couple bad little PR decisions like that. You know what I mean? And, and I don't want to see that happen. Um, and that's why they're throwing this out there as a tester and a teaser, though. They, they want to see how the market reacts. Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And, and look, to be positive, we got to give it to them. Like, I mean, right now, Dodge and, and Hyundai are the, are the only two that seem to grasp this. They understand that there is a void in the EV world of engagement to the car, of like attraction and like a connection and like that that bond that, you know, humans have for the last hundred years gotten from their car. That's not really in an EV. Um, Dodge gets that, Hyundai gets it. And, and, you know, they got some momentum going and that's freaking cool. You know, um, that's what we need. You know, me and you always say, it's not the EVs that I hate. Like, don't force those words into my mouth. It is the fact that the EVs that are being made are totally uninspiring. Yes. This is inspiring. I, I don't know, like, if I'm 100% on board with it. Like, it's, it, but, but it is inspiring. It's interesting. It's a coupe. That's cool. Um, mm -hmm. It's, uh, you know, it's got a panel roof. That'll probably make it to production. It's a coupe with, like, four racing-style bucket seats, which is pretty sick. That probably won't make it to production, I'm guessing. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. I, you know, it, it's, it's like if we're going to go this way, if we're really going the EV way, like, thank you, Dodge, for, like, at least getting it, you know, and, and trying to do something that car enthusiasts are going to be drawn to. That's something that's going to be magnetic. But, um, damn, I just don't – I. <clears throat> I, 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 I feel for Dodge's position here. This is tough. I love the fact that competition breeds competition because it was about a month ago that Hyundai had their end day and they did something very similar where they came up with old school uh, kind of semi-iconic cars, mm -hmm. threw them through the washing machine and made them this new e-version. And Dodge has kind of done the same thing. And by doing that, they're basically saying Ford, your turn, Chevy, your turn. Step up, boys, because that Mach-E is not going to fly. <laughs> the, this coming out there, all right? It's just not going to get it done. They, they did kind of just take Ford's underwear and pull it over their head and hang them from their <laughs> locker, yeah. And that's cool. That's what I mean. Like, I've got to try and at some point <clears throat> let go of, of trying to hold on, you know, to like, basically, I expect them not to cave. Dodge, you better not cave. But that's unrealistic because at some point they've got to cave. It's not that they want to. It's that it's the direction that the automotive industry is going. And what's the guy, Tim? What is it? Kaniskis, whatever his name is. I was just watching a video with him and he was just like, what's that? 
keep screwing up his name just constantly. Timmy. Um, Timmy was just saying the automotive industry is changing so fast that we as Dodge are in a position to where if we fight it for too long, we're just going to get so left behind that we end up copycatting and trying to catch up. So instead of doing that, we're going to go ahead and hit this head on right now and try and actually, you know, beat it, define it, like do it in a different way. And I think that that's rad. I really do. So I'm trying to have an open mind for this thing. Um, you know, it's very natural for us as car enthusiasts that have grown up around internal combustion to have a hard time letting go of that. It's very easy for us to stereotype all EVs, you know, into being like, you know, soulless little whatever transportation pods, because that's what we've seen. And it is important, it's imperative that we as media keep an open mind enough to where when something cool is happening, we have to be able to see the cool. Um, and, and this is rap. Like I said, it's a couple little flags, a couple little like, ah, uh, that was the PR department. Like, nah, don't do that. Don't, don't look. If it doesn't make a sound, it doesn't make a sound. Find out what it does do and do that. There's, you know, th there's going to be new illustrations of performance in the EV world. Find it. Um, you know, I so. Like I like the fact that automotive manufacturers are finally looking at and listening to the opinions of the enthusiasts because for years and years and years now it's been yeah the ev stuff coming the ev stuff's coming and it's basically going to be a crossover or this you know six thousand pound sedan pick whichever one you want that looks like a spaceship and they're just uninspiring not cool cars and again i don't hate evs i hate the fact that they're basically all the khaki shorts of the car world. They're just boring and bland and I hate them. Um, this is pushing the envelope. And like I said, this is the second press release, in a, press release in a row where we've seen something that's, you know, actually coming out specifically for people like me and you. Um, so I'm hoping we're going to see more of it. Hopefully, you know, these automotive companies are going to continue to step their game up and try to please us. Because right now, automotive, automotive enthusiasts are not happy. Yeah, I was just sitting here thinking, you know what? Like, screw it, man. I'm with it. You know, like, let, let's just support this. I, you know, I, we got two cars. You know, we got that. Well, I guess the N, what is it? Envision 74 from Hyundai. That's a concept. This is a concept, but they're two very exciting concepts. I bitch constantly about car manufacturers these days that are just making crossovers and SUVs, and people always go, well, what do you expect? Well, Porsche makes an SUV. Yeah, they have to make a profit. And I'm always like, that is a horseshit excuse to let them get away with, because as a passionate car company, and you should be passionate if you make cars, um, you should make cool stuff. You should not cater to the lowest common damn denominator, a person that doesn't even like cars in the first place and just wants the most convenient mode of transportation. Like, fuck those guys. Like, in all honesty, make them a car. Like, yes, the world needs Camrys, but the world is not more colorful because of Camrys. Like, the world needs car manufacturers to make passionate stuff that they believe in because that will come across 
and then they need to make it, and then they need to market it, and they need to say, listen, your life is nothing if you don't have this in it. Do you understand? This is cool. Is You will never get laid again if you don't have our car. You will never, you know, have a cool car if you don't have it. They need to, like, get that passion across and create the desire for it. They need to teach uneducated people how to love cars. They need to inform people, say, this is why this car is kick-ass. And I was joking about the getting laid, but like you do need to like, you know, this is why this car is cool, guys. Like you don't understand, but we're here to show you that there are feelings and sensations and like this magnetic draw to these cars. You're not getting that in your current car because it sucks, but come over here and let's get you in a real car and open up this whole new world that you didn't know exists. Like that's what car manufacturers should be doing. And who's doing it? I mean, Dodge is, Dodge is in a pickle, but Dodge is freaking trying, right? They're trying to keep muscle alive, and I give them credit for that. There is a, it, Hyundai is doing it. And for those of you guys who don't know, the guy that created BMW's N brand is at Hyundai doing the N brand. They understand that there's more to driving than like how fast it goes or what the range is or how big the screen is in it. Um, so I think that there's a very fine line with Dodge. I give them the benefit of the doubt for trying to make EV cool, and I thank them for trying to make EV cool. But there is just a little ridge right there where it's going to go gimmick. Like, they have got to stay authentic. They've got to stay honest with their brotherhood, you know, like their, their, their clan, whatever, their whole, like, you know, culture that they got going on. They got to be honest with their enthusiasts right now. Um, that's paramount. Uh, because if they start doing this thing where they start frat sonic chambered exhaust, like it, it's going to get cringe. Don't, don't do that. Just be honest and say we're in uncharted territory, but we promise you that what we're doing is being done to bring exhilaration and, and, you know, a, a love affair to whatever dimension we go into, whether it's electric or whatever. And I think people will support the shit out of that. I agree. And it's funny you keep going back to the names being hilariously overdone because I read this and as I read it, just because I, I deal so much with, you know, PR companies and, and mm -hmm. ad agencies and stuff like that, R Wing and France Chambered Exhaust and Erupt and, you know, Press the Pass and all this stuff, it sounded like 100% just they sat in there and they were like, give me buzzwords, give me buzzwords, that kind of that kind of a meeting. I wonder, and me and you see through that stuff because mm -hmm. we see and hear that stuff all the time. We're in those kinds of meetings. I wonder how like the normal consumer reacts to that kind of thing, because I feel like the normal normal consumer is getting smarter, more and more intelligent when it comes to how they're being marketed to. I wonder if they see through this crap a little bit off topic, but I just I, I, it's to it. I think the normal consumer is very excitable. I think we are obviously jaded. We've been too close for it for almost two decades now. Um, when we see those words, we know exactly the kinds of people that wrote them and we know what they're doing. They're trying to create hashtags. When you have a car with like literally one sentence describing the transmission, you're not telling the whole story. You know what I mean? Like, that, that's fluff. That is the definite. But see, I have to keep reminding myself, this is a concept. This is not the production car. The thing probably barely operates. You know what I mean? Like, so 
these are just ideas. This is this is a concept. This is showing us what they are conceptualizing in the EV world. Um, so you can't be too hard on them. Um, mm -hmm. Unless, of course, this is closer than we think, you know? I mean, if they're killing the V8 stuff in 2020, 2023, however we say that now, like, how long is the void going to be? Because Dodge doesn't make a lot of models. <laughs> like, it's like the Challenger, the Charger, like the Durango, isn't that freaking... Like, so, like, they gotta, they can't go a year with nothing. Um, I, yeah, I can't see it going more than a year after they kill off the gas-powered Chargers and Challengers. I, I think it'll it'll be a little bit of a gap, and then they'll bring out probably a very watered-down base model of this just to get people buying vehicles again. It'll be more going for the uh, the economic consumer, the person who's well, just for an EV. And then a year or two down the road after that, then I think they'll blow it out with closer to the concept car. See, I kind of disagree. I think, first of all, they already announced the um, the Hornet. Isn't that what they call it? The Hornet. And it is a subcompact crossover, flaccid little Alfa Romeo that they put a Dodge bumper on and a Dodge hood on, and they put an RT badge on it. And, and it's a hybrid, the top model one. And I think that was um, kind of a soft move uh, because nobody's going to give a shit about that. Uh, the only reason people are going to go buy it is if they do easy financing. I said that yesterday. Like, it's just going to be one of those cars that you're like, I mean, honey, will this work? Okay, whatever. Um, I think it's pretty imperative that they hit hard with this. Like, yeah. I would almost release them backwards. Start with the SRTs or the Hellcats or whatever you're going to call it and then back up, you know, a month later, release the other ones. Um, you know, I mean, with with today's economic circumstances, that would honestly be the best way to do it because you're not going to make a bunch of cars, no matter how you slice it, um, with the supply chain issues. Why not just do your most expensive, badass, sought after stuff first? But that being said, good lord, if we're still in this same stupid supply chain issue in 2024, then uh, the automotive industry is going to be dead anyway. Yeah. Uh, back in 89 or whatever, it, whenever it was, um, when the Miata came out, that's what they did. And it was by design. They they only released manual transmission Miatas for like the first six months. They had plans to do automatic the whole time, but they deliberately held them back for six months because they wanted that to be a driver's car and a roadster and not a secretary's car. And so they, they, they said it's very important that the right people buy this car right out the gate and set the tone for the car and then we'll fill in with the automatics and the car you know whatever the secretary's car and i think that that would be wise for dodge to follow that path because you have to set the tone with this this isn't just a new challenger this is an entirely new vehicle um and it's kind of you know it, it's gonna it's gonna tell the mopar whatever nation out there is going to tell the whole world and all the other car manufacturers what they're up against in the EV space. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, look, we're already 10 steps ahead that this isn't a freaking crossover. You know? Thank God. Yeah. So, um, I, I mean, don't know. Ford literally just recycled the Mustang name because it's highly Googleable and then gave us a freaking edge with Mustang taillights and a, EV motor. Yeah, that was awful. Terrible. Um, and that's what I mean. That gives 
that gives Dodge the chance to shove him in a locker, you know, and bully him a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, while I don't love everything about it, and while some of the stuff, namely the exhaust and suspicions about the transmission, make me cringe a little bit, overall, I'm kind of like, I mean, it, I, it's exciting. You know what I mean? Like, I'm excited to see what it does. I'm excited to see, do they pull it off? What kinds of people buy these things? You know, is it going to be a hot rodder? Is it going to be a car person? Or is it going to be a tech person who now thinks he's a badass? It's going to be an interesting an interesting thing. I, I think that this is going to draw the right kinds of people. I really do. I hope so. I, I really hope and- so. That yesterday's news from Dodge turned off a lot of people. Um, I saw the comments, you know. Yeah, I was surprised by that. I was too, because I, I didn't think that yesterday's news was all that bad. They were basically saying, we're doing what we have to do, but hey, at least we're going to blow it out for you one last time. Um, and if you guys don't know what I'm talking about, just check out our most recent little short clip video on TikTok, Instagram, the website. It's all over the place where we kind of talk about. It, Willie wrote a big article about it yesterday. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I, I thought that that was kind of a little bit depressing, but awesome news all at the same time. Basically, if you're a Dodge fan, if you're a Mopar fan, go get exactly what you want. Order it to spec. Order it a one-of-one one if you want. Go get it done because um, this is going to be the end of these cars. So it gives you a chance to go get a true collector car the way that you want it next year. You know, and I think that this was a good way to follow up that news. I think the car has enough excitement to spark curiosity. It kind of makes me, you know, it makes you want to go, well, dang, man. I mean, they're speaking my language. It's not 100% my language, but like they're speaking it and, and, and it would be fun. I mean, I've done, I've built internal combustion cars plenty of times. Like I hadn't done anything like this. Can you build it? What could we do? What's the aftermarket? You know, like, how is this going to go? It, maybe it'd be fun to get in on it early. And, and a little bit of the responsibility does fall on us, the enthusiasts, because, I mean, we all play a part in this. Like, if we buy it, we help set the tone of, of what it's going to be. If we don't buy it, the way the world is right now, electric is happening anyway. And then Dodge will end up going under and Ford will make more Mach-E's and that'll be the future of things. Um, <clears throat> I, you know, maybe it'll be a good alternative. Maybe you get yourself an EV charger, Daytona, whatever they end up calling it. And, and you know, you daily kick that around and then you keep your old, you know, muscle car in the garage or your tuner or whatever it is, you know. Um, the thing that scares me the most about everything going EV is you got to remember, we we kind of walk, we kind of live in two different industries here, the actual automotive manufacturing industry and then the automotive aftermarket. And obviously the automotive manufacturing industry is doing a complete 180 and just changing the world right now. What I'm afraid of is that once these EVs roll out and everybody starts buying them and starts messing with them, I'm afraid we're going to find out that they're not very modifiable. And that it's going to completely kill the automotive aftermarket industry. That's what I'm mostly afraid of here. They will be modifiable, but the manufacturer is going to control that via software. 
I think, don't quote me on this, I think it was Mopar that when the JL Jeeps came out, which is the current Jeep Wrangler, they withheld a lot of the cars for a longer amount of time to make people buy Mopar factory upgrades. Um, mm -hmm. It's a weird relationship between car makers and the aftermarket because we want to live symbiotically and harmoniously because we all do better when we're all doing better. But at the same time, if the manufacturer can squeeze the aftermarket and basically, why? Why would you let the aftermarket hack your cars when you could say, listen, hacking our car avoids the warranty, but for X amount of dollars, we can give you our stage two for X amount of dollars. And they'll put, you know, kinky little names on it or whatever. For X amount of dollars, you can get our whatever package. Hell, as a matter of fact, as long as you buy this package of, you know, scat pack, whatever, you know, charger EV, you can upgrade later to that red eye version. You know, like there, there's a lot of stuff because all this is software at this point. Um, and then the aftermarket is going to be reduced to wide body kits, bags, wheels, you know, and that, that mm. sucks for us. And that's why a lot of times I don't fully understand why companies like Holly are doing EV car shows, but they are, maybe they see something that we don't see. Um, you know, they do have other brands besides Holly to think about too. So, you know, it, yeah, what's it going to do to the aftermarket? Now I'm just brainstorming. I'm just thinking. Um, so much of the muscle car lifestyle that you mentioned at the beginning of this and the reason that that's so iconic and so ingrained into like, you know, just American car culture is because of the aftermarket. Because people were taking these cars, they were taking them to the strip, they were putting Holly products and Edelbrock products and stuff on these cars, and it created the culture if you're just buying the car, like you buy a phone, you know what I mean? Like if you're just buying the car and there's not much that you can do to it, will the lifestyle ultimately start to diminish? And will you get to a point where we're kind of at now in 2022 where like, I mean, the car is cool, but you know what? Like I may as well buy the lightning because it's like literally within a quarter of a second, zero to 60 and it'll haul all my shit. Yeah, that, that's what I'm afraid of is like all these EVs are heavy. The, the batteries and the electric motors and everything are heavy. So it's not, you're not going to get that power to weight ratio that you do with a normal combustion engine type setup. And no one seems to really be, you know, willing to make a true coupe yet as far as EV stuff goes. So that that's the thing that I'm scared about is like, is the idea of a true sports car, a true coupe going to die? with this just because evs make so much torque that the trucks are as fast as the cars yeah sports cars <clears throat> are inconvenient um and often expensive just as expensive as you know a big loaded out pickup truck or whatever um the juice has to be worth the squeeze the car has to be so infectious to you that you're willing to give up the convenience of a bigger, easier vehicle. It, you know, it, that's where we always said that the Supra, the new Supra has failed. It's fine, it's a good performing car, it's got good specs or whatever, but it lacks the charisma, the Targa in that case, it lacks the soul that makes you go, I don't care. 
I don't care about lighting anymore because I want this right now because damn, look at it. I have to have it. You end up, if, if the car's not good enough to make you say that, I don't care. Like, then you're going to go, it's cool, but you know, like I need to, I need to do the, the responsible thing here, the sensible thing or whatever. And that's, what's killing. That's what's killed sports cars. Um, and that just that's just going to carry over to EVs. They have to find a way to make you connect with it. And the problem with EVs is, yes, they're all kind of the same because they're driven by electronics. Like, like what makes people connect with the car is they sound different. You know what I mean? There's different sounds. There's different gear ratios. There's just different ergonomics and feels and and smells and textures. And you can feel the steering and the steering wheel and all these different things that a lot of the EV drivers don't understand because they've never experienced. Well, as we go into the modern age where everything literally is kind of essentially the same with a different body on it, like how are they going to save the sports car? How are they going to make something that's just, I know I use this word already, but magnetic enough to pull you in and, and you know, you're not going to make the sensible decision. You're going to make the passionate one. Yeah. That's that's the battle for Dodge, man. I mean, Dodge has got a lot of battles. They got a battle with their own enthusiasts because half of them, more than half of them, do not like what they're doing. You know, um, half of the other half probably don't like it, but understand why they're having to do it. Um, yeah. And now they have to have the battle with just the general consumer to make them choose the passionate, you know, rowdy choice over the conventional crossover choice yeah we'll see i mean time will tell it would be awesome if it works out the way that we want it to and it would be even more awesome if tech style kind of nerdy guys and girls were to get into these cars and finally figure out what speed is and what true styling is and start to actually become car enthusiasts that would be neat uh push the envelope you know forward just a little bit more but but i don't know man there's a lot there's there's going to be a lot of just breaking news every single day here for the next several years because this is the new thing. This is the new direction. Whether you like it or not, this is the way that it's going. Governments around the world have backed this horse with billions and billions of dollars. They're going to fuck it into place. It's going to happen. Whether you want it to or not, they're going to hold it down and they're going to fuck that thing right into place. Good or bad. <laughs> whatever it's gonna happen it's here so you know fight it all you want trust me i'm keeping my internal combustion engine cars i'm keeping mine i'm gonna play the wait and see game when it comes to the ev stuff but right now i'm keeping my my gas powered vehicles yeah side note and i don't feel like getting into it there is there is a chance that this shit all implodes by 2026 and that it cannot sustain uh and then that's and then what what happens when Dodge is gone e-muscle and all these companies have put all this stuff into, you know, like it, that, whatever, that's a different problem for a different podcast. But, um, yeah, I'll tell you what, there is billions being spent right now by these automotive manufacturers trying to get caught up with Tesla while making awesome cars like this looks to be and still making the stuff that they're trying to sell right now. Like these companies are, I do not envy what these manufacturers are going through right now. Plus you've got the COVID supply chain crap still here. 
it is it is manufacturing and R and D hell that they're going through right now, and they're just burning money. I feel. Yeah, scared. I mean, whatever. Just to close it out, as I'm sitting here looking at a picture of this thing, you know, like I think that Dodge's big battle is how do you separate yourself when cars are just getting to be more and more the same with more shared parts? Um, you know, I how do you how do you call yourself e muscle when every every higher end EV is doing like sub three second zero to sixties? Like, mm. you know, it, hmm, the game has changed, man. Um, and I'm pulling for them. I really are. Or I really am because we don't have a lot of car companies in our corner as enthusiasts right now. I mean, I can kind of count them on like one hand, you know, uh, probably less than that. So I, I, I'm, I'm pulling for them. I'm not going to sit here and and talk trash because they're making an EV. I understand why they're doing it, and uh, I wish them, I wish them the best. Yeah, I agree. And I think that the news yesterday, I think that in order for this to work, they had to kill the internal combustion engine charger. Mm -hmm. Because if you had all three out on the lot, most Mopar, most people of the Mopar Brotherhood would just go get their V8. They're still going to do that. They're still yeah. going to get their V8. The question is, will they get this and their old V8? Yeah. Um, will there be enough DNA in this to where they can they can vibe with it? Um, but yeah, time will tell. And like, you know, this is a concept. This is not written set in stone. Um, so hopefully Mopar will listen and hopefully the Mopar nation will be, you know, whatever, just educated enough to give some good advice instead of just go, man, that's that thing, you know, and, and hopefully they can work together and figure this out because at the end of the day, we're all on the same team here. Um, we all want badass cars. So with that, I guess that's it. You guys go check the thing out. What is it called again? It's the Dodge challenge or i'm sorry the dodge charger daytona srt concept okay dodge charger daytona srt concept go google that um and check it out for yourself uh you know the styling is pretty wicked yeah looks good uh until next time guys check out everything else that we do the website the app's still coming out um all the all the social medias thanks for listening We'll see y'all later. Later.